Production. Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, May 7th, 2009. Quantum possibilities defy the limitations of the mind and offer a glimpse of infinity on Earth. The mysterious universe offers each of us the opportunity to align with the invisible to co-create a most desirable experience filled with choice options that actualize possibilities into experiences. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant, and clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Patricia Bish, who lived the painful life of an overeater from her teen years well into her early adulthood. Then, over 30 years ago, she discovered the secret to regaining her power over food, not through deprivation, but as a way to enjoy eating and lose weight anyway. She proceeded to practice and perfect the principles she writes about, and today, she remains completely healed. In addition to reaching master-level proficiency in two energetic healing methods and maintaining a private practice in psychotherapy, Patricia lectures, conducts media appearances, and leads classes and workshops on weight loss. She lives, writes, and creates her audio CDs in Southern California where she is a healthy, vibrant, living advertisement for the benefits of gaining freedom from food. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you for joining me on Evolution Revolution this evening. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to uh, be speaking tonight. Wonderful. So what are four reasons that diets don't work and why $30 billion per year annually, or excuse me, per year is wasted on commercial diet programs? And how can your book, Freedom from Food, change the possibilities both individually and collectively? All right. Well, uh, that is a good question. Why don't they work since uh, we do them over and over and over again. And it's so funny that we uh, don't even allow ourselves to realize that they don't work. It's as if we never tried one before. As we pick up the next one and give it with in such great hopes that it will be our answer. And it never was mine. If I ever tried a diet that worked, I would never have had to write my book. But Somehow they never did work for me. And I think one of the reasons they don't work is for the very reason they talk about losing weight. Well, the fact is when you lose something, if you lose a jacket or you lose a purse, that means you never find it again. It's lost. Well, we know how funny that is with weight because the first bite after a diet it seems to come running back and laughing at us that we thought we would ever lose it, and it brings lots of friends with it. So the truth is we don't lose the weight. We find it right away with the first bag of food. At least that was my experience and many others. Uh, The other thing is deprivation. You know, if you look at deprivation, um, 
deprivation, the moment you tell yourself you cannot have something, it seems to be the only thing you want. So if I tell myself, oh, I can't eat chocolate, that's all I seem to think about if it's around me. So deprivation doesn't seem to work when we take away... um, we take away so much of what brings us joy and what brings us happiness. We can only seem to hold that for a certain amount of time before we just bust loose and want to uh, eat other things. So deprivation does not work. It only works a certain amount. So you'll see people who will go on these heavy-duty fasts or whatever, but the moment they break it, they're so deprived that they – they eat and eat and eat and eat and binge. So it just doesn't seem to work. Another reason is because you can force yourself into a program that creates losing weight that um, it's almost like putting on a cinch belt or uh, pushing things down in a can and then they burst open again. But we can be on the outside look thinner but on the inside, we're still not ready to be thin. Our emotions are still uh, feeling bad about ourselves, needing food to protect ourselves. So it doesn't work. Um, the the painful inside just doesn't match the outside. So soon that will not work either, and it will bust up. So there's there's many, many reasons, and, and more than that, why food, uh, why dieting doesn't seem to work. Those are a few of them. That is so, so true. So what, I think, and in the book you had given some many reasons, of course, but I think those overview the ideas. And then the book Freedom from Food actually offers possibilities to create that change. And, of course, that's the whole premise of the book, Freedom from Food, A Quantum Weight Loss Approach. And we want to let people know that this isn't something that they would pretty much buy or food that they have to engage with you. This is becoming empowered and a whole being, mind, body, and spirit, by acknowledging the truth of who they are from an energetic being. Correct? Yes, thank you. Um, it is. And and by the way, I'm going to talk about beliefs all along. And beliefs are another reason uh, diets don't work because, you know, if you believe that you have to exercise and you can only eat that and you can only eat this, then you're caught in a certain trap. And the moment you break out of that pattern, weight comes on. So that's another reason that diets don't work. It locks people into a mindset that's too tight for them, and they can't hold it. So, um, yes, uh, freedom from food is really uh, not about dieting or deprivation or, uh, you know, drinking tons of water or exercise. It does, it's not really dealing with nutrition either. It's not that all of those are very important in someone's life. It's just that this is a pure study of can your mind change your body or can't it? I so loved what you said at the beginning about aligning with the invisible because that's where uh, one of the best, most important premises of this book and my program take place. Uh, Based on Einstein's theory that everything in our universe is energy, Well, right there, we're dealing with 
the invisible. And everything is fluctuating waves of energy. So that means it's moving. And the thoughts and beliefs that we hold are really what the quantum physicists have shown us that is what changes the matter or the form. So our mind actually can change our body. As a matter of fact, it does it all the time. What appears to be a solid body is really fluctuating waves of energy and that our thoughts affect. Um, so uh, freedom from food looks at how we can focus our intentions, root them in our mind, uh, and hold them long enough. You have to support the mindset long enough uh, to change uh, and affect the body. At a certain point, with uh, using enough practices, you reach a point where the old kind of thinking gives away and the body begins to move. What was dense and unmoving begins to move in a new way that, that when you have programmed it to move in a different flow to taking in food, uh, taking the nutrition from the food, which is really energy, letting it go through your body, trusting your body to take what it needs and release the rest, uh, then you're in a different energy flow. And if you've created that mindset long enough, your body will start replying. It's a reply to a new pattern that you are setting. And that is quantum transformation on the molecular level in, in within the body. And that creates a changed experience offering freedom from food. Yes. And, you know, I want to say that it is the secret that all thin people know. I speak about this a lot because people think that I'm, oh, maybe I'm making up something that's so... Um, Oh, just sounds so strange, but I was a mother. I was not a yogini. You know, I was a mother, and uh, there was no great power about me when I healed myself 30 years ago. And I just learned how to focus my mind in a way that my body began to change. I learned how to empower myself. And often people know this. Like if you ask a thin person, and we all just, I mean, I used to look at a thin person, eat a sandwich, and go, how can you eat two pieces of bread and something in between it and not gain weight? I mean, I, I couldn't, it was years before I could do that until I healed myself. And how can they just seem to eat three times what anyone else does and the food goes right through them? And what I began to understand, and there's been studies shown on thin people is that all thin people have one thought in common. Sandra Ray did a study about this. And that was, uh, it wasn't complicated. It was really one thought that they just had a knowing about that they fueled with trust and faith and uh, aligned with, as you said, in this invisible, energizing way that kept kept things flowing through their body. And that thought was that they could eat whatever they wanted and not gain weight. 
That is so true. I have to validate you. I have this exact same perspective. As you're saying it, it's really validating me. I, I, I too say that I can eat whatever I want and I won't gain weight. And my friends always say, oh, how do you eat what you want? And <laughs> I just eat whatever I want and I just don't gain weight. I don't really know. That's it. Yes, someone that's actually so interviewed people. Huh? What did, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yes, that is so true. So they actually did research on this. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. How validating. How validating. It, yes. Well, to your book and to your life experience and to the premise that you bring forth and to validate my own experience as well. Because I didn't even know it. So when I healed myself... Um, in the healing, and there's a meditation in the book that people do practices that lead them to a two-week healing. I have found that um, holding uh, holding a new consciousness for two weeks, if you really saturate your consciousness in the way I talk about step-by-step, um, is enough to have your body begin to change so that food, you can take in food and release it. So... Uh, it was astounding to me. I came to the same sentence that that this study showed. I just said, boy, now I can eat whatever I want and not gain weight. And that is what they showed all thin people think, but they stay in that knowing. They don't doubt. So I had that knowing when I was younger. Then when uh, a betrayal happened to me, I lost my father's love around uh, 16 and it felt like a betrayal, and I lost myself and blamed myself, as we all do in some way, that I wasn't enough. Maybe I lost his love because I wasn't pretty enough, or I wasn't smart enough, or I wasn't charismatic enough. And and then, you know, we start to um, we start to really develop a certain kind of anxiety and separation. We feel separate and not loved and alone and disconnected. So food really becomes the buffer for that and the shield. So uh, that was part of my story. And what what happened is then I began to uh, gain weight and go on diets and change my whole belief system. And all of a sudden, I was no longer the driver in my seat. You know, the driver driving this vehicle was uh, these beliefs. And nowadays, people don't even know what to eat. You know, we're told, I just was with someone and they said, oh, you can't eat this. It was a new thing. And I said, you know, there's so many things that we can't eat, it's hard to know what to eat anymore. I, so I'm just happy that food doesn't affect my weight. Yes, yes, that is so powerful. And, you know, I think that I really want to reinforce the the premise that you bring forth in Freedom From Food with a, a quantum weight loss approach is really changing your mind, therefore changing your body, and then the tangible result is, as we're discussing, you can really eat whatever you want because in your mind you believe that you can, therefore your body creates that reality, therefore there is an, an experience of freedom from food. So I, I really want to like really let people know that this is a, a real tangible concept, and I want to lead into... Um, a guest that I had on the show that we had actually discussed yesterday, Dr. Amiko Swami has been on, the, on Evolution Revolution a couple of times, and he's very research-oriented, and he brought in the idea saying that this new evolution is really about embracing possibilities. 
and allowing ourselves to create conscious choices to manifest that. And all of the premises that you're bringing through here with the application of food align with his really balancing our emotional circuitry. That's the personal footwork. And then, of course, his, his studies are more of a broader social norm. How do you change the, the broader picture? How do we get the normative group to make a change? And what you're looking at is how do we empower people one by one to really transform their life with food, which is something we all need to sustain our survival. That's right. Uh, one of the things I want to say uh, before I talk about that, or I want to say, and it's really a lead-in to people to say that, you know, there's people think that this is ex- extraordinary when it's very ordinary in some way. Uh, if I ask people to think back in their life when they were a child or when they were in love or when they were on a vacation, Sometime in their life when they could eat whatever they wanted, maybe it was just for a Thanksgiving dinner, but maybe, like I said, they were in love, it was a week or, you know, as a child, but there's usually some place in their life where they've done this already, where the blueprint of eating and not gaining weight is already in their system. I'm just taking them home, like in The Wizard of Oz, when she always had the power to go back home. She just had to click her heels twice and Mm -hmm. say there's no place like home. Well, we already have the blueprint of our perfect body and how to sustain that because our bodies heal ourselves um, all the time. We have that blueprint um, already. And so I ask people to just take a moment and think of a time or even when they were a child, you know, babies are born perfect uh, and, you know, even if they have baby fat, that goes away right away. If it isn't, um, if the beliefs aren't held there, you know, or there's not some problem, but basically we're born with a perfect proportion, and that is our state that would maintain itself. Uh, it, you can look to nature to see it. Let me just say that. If you look out in nature, you see trees and wild animals. You would never say, oh, that's an anorexic flower or that's a fat flower or a thin flower. They just have a perfect weight, and we're part of nature. You would never go, oh, that's a fat tree or that's a thin tree. It's just not even in the language we use in nature. So we have that same blueprint. We have a perfect proportion, just like trees, flowers, leaves, wild animals, and it's in us if we just go back to this flow. So I want to get back to the uh, what you said, embracing the possibility of consciousness um, to reorder itself in a way or go back to its original blueprint. And uh, the quantum physicists are just amazing in what they're saying. There's so much abundant scientific evidence about this. Um, Bruce Lipton, one of the research scientists in cell biology, has just even discovered that it's not that it's not uh, weight is not based on our genes because some people will say well, my mother was fat, so I will be, my aunt is fat, so I will be, my father was fat, my uncle, you know, they have some something or at a certain age we get fat or this or that, it's just in my genes. 
Well, Bruce Lipton has just busted that one not so long ago and showed us that these things are controlled outside the cells, you know, and are affected by our positive and negative thoughts and emotions also. And there's just many, many. Dr. Emoto showed us um, that our bodies, we know our bodies are 70% water, and he showed us how just one word changes the water crystal. So if you say everything I eat, you know, is going right to my hips, you know, one moment on my lips, forever on my hips. Well, that's where you're directing the water crystals of your body. And he did a whole book on showing how our words affect our bodies and everything. So um, that's a little bit of an answer uh, to what you're talking about. Yes, yes. And just really, it really comes back to acknowledging that we're an infinite, limitless spiritual being experiencing the third dimension or earth, meaning that we're able to bring those infinite possibilities into our experience. And like you said, as a child, most of us, in one way or another, we're able to tap into that limitlessness effortlessly. And often as adults, we go, oh, they're fantasizing, or oh, they're daydreaming. (laughs) We write it off nowadays. But in essence, this is creating your reality as the way that you would quote-unquote daydream your reality to be as a child, and it's doing it as an adult. So if your dream has always been to be a size three, then that's possible. You start speaking it, living it, acting it, and using the tools offered in Freedom from Food. It's actually more of a program, which is helpful because it really, um, what I like about what you offer in the book is that there's a certain strategy to really bring in the consciousness, and the way that you go through that really addresses the, you, you define it as clearing the emotional decay. Yeah. And I think that's just so important because, of course, I'm human. And my own experience, weight was a, a major issue. By age 11, I was extremely underweight um, to the degree I created mono and was sick for months and then almost had to have a blood transfusion because I had gotten myself so underweight. And then I dealt with that through my teen years. So by age 19, I manifested using these quantum physics techniques quantum physics techniques on my own doing exactly much very parallel to what you did you created here um, structured (laughs) for people in my own experience so I was able to also combat using food as um, I wouldn't say a comfort but as a mechanism of coping out of balance I think that's exactly what it is I I think it is uh, in a sense it's the love or the um, it sedates us. It's like uh, the morphine or whatever it is. It's the loving care, the loving kindness we're not getting. It, it's when I remember at different points, you know, when I was stressed out, I would reach for uh, candy, always specific kind of candy, and eat it. Um, and uh, it was a comfort food when I wasn't being I wasn't being comforted by something in my life. It it was at least something I could give myself. It was something I had control to give myself when things on the outside were out of control. So uh, it was just a loving, kind thing that I did, although in the end it wasn't so loving, kind. I had repercussions from it. But it served me at that point. And then when you build up your uh, inner child, I talk about that a lot on, you know, my book and my CD because I believe that, if you um, you have to build up a certain part of yourself, a wound, will that wounded inner child, and 
you need to give it different messages and learn how to nurture that part of yourself so that that part of yourself stops hanging on to food emotionally for protection. So that's one of the things. But I wrote the book. I wrote the book uh, step-by-step with practice sessions because what I see is a problem happening today is that our with all the new incredible vistas of thinking, people are outthinking what they can actually do themselves. I, that's a funny way to put it. They're, they're more elevated intellectually than what they're manifesting. So what I realized was that people know there's a mind-body connection now. What people don't know is how to hold that uh, how to hold the consciousness long enough, like what is the point and how, what are the practices that I do? And, you know, it's a loving practice that you give yourself. How do I saturate my consciousness until it reaches the point that it changes my body? So they don't really have the step-by-step so many people now. They have the idea and they're willing to open up to the idea. And that's why I also wrote the book so that they would have the map, you know, the practices uh, that they could journey and then see an outcome where they could get on a scale and really test it for themselves. Because to me, if you don't test it, it's still intellectual knowledge. I think that is so, so important. That is so valid. I think that's one of the main things that I call them truth teachers um, in the world, including yourself, offer is it's it's a tool for consciousness in some, and the consciousness is different for each of us because we're, of course, all at our own frequency of consciousness, but it's awakening people to the truth of who they are in a way that offers them empowerment in a step-by-step process, meaning that you've actually taken your effective process and now are handing them the steps to make it tangible, realistic, and, of course, so they feel supported. Well, not yes, they feel supported, and I I do do consultations if people need me at certain points in the book. Um, but I but basically I wrote the book so they could do it themselves. I I wrote the book so that uh, they every step of the way I tell them how to create this in themselves and then get on a scale and actually. Uh, do a two-week healing like I did and eat whatever you want whenever you want it and get back on the scale and see that they've empowered themselves enough so that the food is going through them and, and, and people can do it. I believe it and I'm sure that you see it. So what's your most memorable, who is your most memorable client? Oh gosh. Like well, I, I had one. I, I had one that I just want to speak about because there's things that happen. You know, I have memorable clients sure. who just have lost lots of weight. But I, when we were talking earlier, this was I was doing a lecture just recently, and so it's it's fresh on my mind that this woman was just sitting in a lecture of mine, and uh, she. Uh, I think she was very open to the information, obviously, and she went home and she said, boy, she called me and she said, I just, um, uh, I didn't sleep well that night. You know, there were so many ideas and thoughts rushing through my mind and so many things were uh, coming in as I was, you know, going off into that subconscious zone. And she said, 
I, uh, when I woke up in the morning, I was five pounds lighter. Now, things like that happen. <laughs> and so that's not what I teach. Obviously, I teach a step-by-step practice, but I just heard that recently. Um, and so I just see the power of opening up to a new uh, consciousness, aligning with uh, the new, uh, like you said, aligning with the invisible in a new way and energizing it, the uh, possibilities of it. But so people have just amazed me. Their shape-shifting amazed me. Uh, you know, uh, that sounds really like, oh, shape-shifting into a sounds out there to people. But how it worked in my program is people would come back and they would after, they had been practicing the principles now for some months, and so they were prepared. And actually, the ones in my book had healed themselves. So they came across situations that uh, I wrote about in the book, but these were really interesting to me. So they, in the morning, talk about how they got into their clothes and they could not zip them up. They were feeling really bad about someone. Uh, they were either headed to some place that was emotionally loaded for them, or I think they one was in at work, and uh, yeah, the the woman was at work, and the people at work were really giving her a hard time. So both of these people saw their clothes just immediately get tighter, and then they both went into a mirror, went alone with themselves. And they said, no, I am not going to buy into that old consciousness. I know that because they'd already proven it to self that my mind can change my body. I know that food can go right through me. If I hold the consciousness and, and then I know my body, I trust it, I have faith in it to take what it needs and release the rest. I know my body's a healing mechanism. Anyway, they worked with themselves for maybe 10 minutes or so, and uh, all of a sudden, their clothes zipped up again. And I put two instances in the book because it's, that's not something I even taught about. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> they just uh-huh. came and told me, and I was just, well, of course. Yes, yes. The situations are so variable, but it just really depends on how much we each believe it. And that's what's so great about quantum physics is if you have a certainty on a zero to 100 of 100, something will occur, it will occur. But we are human, so sometimes there's a grade of belief. There's sometimes a 45 degree, or 45% belief. So the degree that you believe it or the percent that a person believes the possibilities are the degree that they occur, hence create your own reality. So it's just that those demonstrations really depict the, the model perfectly using weight, which is something like we mentioned at the beginning, $30 billion per year. All we have to do is sell a lot of affirmation cards. <laughs> That's right. It, it, <laughs> really shift that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just amazing. And I, I really appreciate what you said about the certainty because um, I want to say that to people, uh, that – you know, to get that certainty, you really need to have a loving practice. Sure, there's people who, um, for some reason, can just go heal. Uh, like I remember Yuri Geller, he could just go heal, and uh, the cancer cells would go back to normal. At least they wrote books on that. And 
and yes, that can happen. And I and Greg Braden talks about people with cancer who, like, I think in 40 seconds, like a tumor reverses itself. So these things are all possible. Two minutes and 40 seconds. That's right. I have it right in front of me, actually. And um, and those things are possible. But what I want to deal with is the people who say, okay, I just want to take this on as a practice. And maybe they don't have a hundred percent. They don't have a a hundred percent certainty. But within some months of doing the practice, and not very long, they can reach because I've seen it over and over and over again enough certainty that uh, that the body will change. I agree. They have to really, you have to be willing. And as eaters, I think we're very nice to everyone. Um, we're the greatest friends to everyone except one person, and that's ourselves. We we don't know how to do that very well. And so uh, at least I share my experience and the people that I have dealt with. And so we have to learn to say, okay, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes a day to focus on a different way of thinking and set up a place in our homes uh, and put out affirmation cards, like you said, uh, whether you're visual affirmation cards or CDs or whatever it is, and the book and go through the practices. And even if it's 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day or 15 minutes every other day, but something where you allow yourself some time where you nurture yourself because that's where the whole disconnection came from is a loss of love and then how to get back to that love for oneself. And you offer that strategy of self-love in, in the book Freedom for Food and, and from Food and you really allow people to embrace through what you call the four mastery keys, which we've been talking about throughout the, throughout the hour, but really talking about how the body heals itself and how our mind or our beliefs create the matter, the reality. And then how emotions affect our body. And then, of course, how food is energy. And all of those concepts stem back to the premise of love and self-love. And I think if we continue to self-love, if each of us can embrace the idea of self-loving, and then they go through the process you've offered here, it really is what, what could be considered a baby step process, making it very digestible. Yes. It's digestible if people will take the time to love themselves. It's it's really easy. And and uh, like I said, if they get stuck, they can call. Uh, but it's written so that they can do it in groups or individually. And I what I did was I, I wrote it out specifically so they could know how to do it themselves. And it's effective either way uh, if they'll put in that loving time to themselves. Yes, that is so important. And it's so simple, right, to just love ourselves. <laughs> we overlook that so often in this busy world. And especially just it gets more rapid, technology gets more um, <laughs> present <laughs> in our lives, and there's less room for self-love. So you also offer, in addition to the book Freedom from Food, a CD, Freedom from Food, which is really a great CD. I, I personally reviewed it here. And it, there's um, some guided visualizations, and then there's some affirmations for healing. And there's a section, as we had mentioned, the importance of um, the inner child work 
on healing your inner child, and that would be on one CD. And then the second CD is a subliminal music CD, which I personally, I'm a music person. That's my niche, so or my other passion besides books. <laughs> and, and so music for me, the second CD went on within minutes of getting it. <laughs> I'm glad because it has all the words at a subliminal level, so all the all the words go in, and you can just have nice music on, and uh, that that is a very great one to use. I use that in my groups when I have done them, and and uh, I use and the other one's very powerful with the words. Uh, so it just depends. People are so there are people who are auditory, there are people who are visual, and there are people who are kinesthetic. So uh, each person. But what I say is, you know, saturate uh, that word. Yes, go for all up. of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if you look around my house, and you know, I have affirmation cards. I have, you know, I play music that I like. I have pictures that create the alignment and the. Uh, what I want to experience in my life. My surroundings, you know, uh, every day in the morning is my time. I go out on, you know, on my porch and I, you know, and I put in the thoughts I want and I listen to the birds and I, you know, I take time to love myself. It's probably my favorite time of the day and it's where uh, I tune in again there is, like I said, a flow. It's in every part of nature. And that flow, which all thin people in their perfect proportion, like I said, have all trees, animals, uh, wild animals, I want to say, um, flowers, they all have a certain flow. And you just have to tap back into that flow if you slow down and give yourself the time to do that. It's the greatest gift I think anyone can give themselves. And uh, then you start turning, tuning into the energy flow of all things. Like I said, you know, uh, quantum physicists have shown us now that we are fluctuating waves of energy and that we can change actually our bodies uh, faster. Uh, since you uh, entered this call, your body's already changed. And that's what scientists are already showing us how fast our bodies change uh, all the time. Uh, they fluctuate. So when you send out a thought to your body, you are creating, you are beginning to plant seeds so that you can build that bridge to get to a different uh, way your body processes food. It's just such an empowering, empowering process. As I can see that it may not be readily it's like because it's not tangible people may go well really i need i need to know how it works but what i find is as soon as there's an experience it's sold you know people have their own human experience like for instance the zipper story that you had mentioned earlier and then there doesn't need to be a tangible you know food item or scale it's like the experience overrides that that tangible need because the mind likes tangibility but once that tangibility um, threshold is met, the infinite possibilities flood in. Yes, you're right. Some people actually don't do the scale. And uh, sometimes before the practices even, they say, look, at, I've, I've already lost weight. I, I'm zipping up my old jeans. Yes, yes. yes and so <laughs> yes. They, they don't need the scale. Um, and I try to keep people away. I do want to say when you are I'm doing anti-scaling. scaling, 
Uh, I'm anti-scale. Okay, good. Right. I I want to tell the people who look at their scale every three uh, minutes to that, that, you know, in order to create a new uh, consciousness, you have to build the consciousness. And so every time you check with a scale, what you're really telling yourself is uh, I don't trust this process is working because I want to check on it. So uh, part of the things I teach in in the book is how to stop checking. They say the watch pot never boils. Yes, yes. And so there is a point where, like, if you keep pulling up seeds to see if they're going to turn into a flower or if they're going to sprout, well, you just keep killing off what you planted. So there is some trust and faith, like uh, like butterflies when uh, they think they're going to die, actually. The caterpillar has no idea that it's turning into a butterfly. And then at a certain moment, there is enough, uh, somebody wrote about this also, there's enough imaginal cells in the caterpillar yes. that of the new energy, of the new thinking um, that takes over and then it moves into a different form and it becomes the butterfly but the caterpillar has no idea when that's happening and actually when you lose weight and food begins to go through you if you ask anyone well when did it actually happen they don't know the moment it happens you really don't know the exact moment you may say well it happened on this day i checked it but you don't know when the thoughts have manifested into form and let's, speaking of thoughts, it's such an important point. So I think there are a couple things we should touch upon. One of them is really simple. And I think if we ask people, what is your definition of calories? I think that's a really interesting question. I think many people would respond with fat. Yes. When in fact calories are energy. Yes. So in the book you, you posit that to view food as energy, which would relate to the quantum physics energies that we've been discussing, versus considering food as like, okay, that French fry is a potato that fills my cells, (laughs) which is basically focused on the physical matter. How would you you say that it, how how would you say people should approach changing that concept from viewing food as energy? food from that physical matter to viewing food as energy? Well, uh, one of the things to realize is that uh, calories, like you said, I, I was shocked when I looked it up in the dictionary and it said calories are heat units of energy because I was just learning 30 years ago, I was starting to learn that the world was energy, that Einstein said it was energy. So when I looked up calories, Uh, it said they were heat units of energy. And when I looked up carbohydrates, they were compounds of energy. So all of a sudden, I realized, where did we get this idea that they were weight units? These are heat units, and we're not hibernating. So if people start to understand that our body's going to take in, all right, if I have too many calories, I've taken in too many heat units of energy, and I'm not hibernating, my body will automatically eliminate it. And one of the ways that people, of course, can do this in uh, visualization you spoke about and imagining and all, uh, all sports athletes, Olympics, Olympic champions use positive images for peak performance and they, uh, 
concentrate on images, and there's a reason all of our Olympic champions do that, because one of the ways you can develop, and I have it on my CD, it's like if you begin to look at food, and you could just take a minute and do this, and all of a sudden, instead of seeing, picture yourself eating something you're not supposed to eat that would be very uh, weight-gaining to you, one of those no-nos. And picture yourself eating it, but this time, picture yourself seeing it as fluctuating waves of energy like champagne bubbles that are mostly empty space, like a group of bubbles that, like with one little breath, you could just blow in a different direction, uh, like the air you breathe. And so picture yourself just taking in the food and, and then trusting that your body knows what to do, just like when you get a cut, your body goes to heal it uh, and sends white corpuscles, antibodies to heal the wound, that our body will knows exactly in its wisdom and intelligence what it needs, what it doesn't. So picture the food. Your job is gone. You've chewed up the food. Now you've, you've, it's all energy. It always was. And it just could flow in and out of your organs, out of your skin. It just disperses. Your body takes what it needs and releases the rest. And so you're ingesting energy and it's moving in and then it's moving out uh, just easily and effortlessly as light energy, mostly empty space. They've shown us that what we look at as dense matter is mostly empty space. And just see it just then leaving your body, like the air you breathe, like where does that air go? You take in the air and then you release it. And just see yourself doing that with food, just ingesting, digesting, eliminating. And it can go out your skin. It can go out your pores. It can go out your liver. So beginning to see it differently. And that will... Begin. That's one way you can begin uh, seeing. That's how actually uh, seeing food change, how it affects you. But uh, that's how Carl Symington years ago healed cancer patients, which is also just mass in the body. And he had people visualize thoughts about uh, cancer cells, uh, healthy cells eating up the cancer cells. And he did visualizations and he saw the good cells taking out the bad cells. And people started healing. So we can reduce mass if we begin to visualize. It's been done for a long time. We do have the possibility. And uh, certainly, let's try it. We've tried all the others unsuccessfully. Very, very, very true. And I think it's it's really a whole body-mind package, what you offer in the book, Freedom for Food, a Quantum Weight Loss Approach. And then, of course, you have the CDs as a tool. And then you also have the affirmation cards as a tool. And then, of course, the personal consultations as another tool. So you really create a well-rounded support system for people to lead themselves through this experience and really transform themselves from the mind and, and then to the body, because, of course, the mind creates the body. That's what we're saying with the premise of quantum physics. Yes, and I, I put the consultation in because what happens sometimes is when people are empowering themselves, well, in the beginning, if they want to get started, or they're empowering themselves and they're about to do a two-week healing, I'm a black belt in this. So you could say 
anything you want to me, that food will make me gain weight. If I eat that ice cream, it'll make me gain weight. If I eat a brownie, it'll make me gain weight. You could tell me anything you want. or uh, And I'm like, I, I've said this before, I'm like uh, Teflon. In other words, there's I'm a nonstick item. So uh, those thoughts that uh, you say to me, they just bounce right off or they slide right off. There's no way that they go into me because I have developed a strong enough field around me that I have no doubt I'm, I'm like the thin people are now. I just know it goes right through me. And that's the kind of surface, that's the kind of uh, force field that people want. And I want to say something here that's very important. I want to make it clear that I'm not teaching people to go out and eat junk food. That is not what I'm doing. In other words, uh, I am. T- I teach something uh, in the book called advanced eating. And advanced eating is when you get to the place after you see that you can eat whatever you want. You're no longer afraid of food. You're no longer depriving yourself of food. Then you can start making healthy choices. Uh, and the word choice is very um, important there because people who are addicts, which I was, uh, I couldn't stop eating food. I wanted to. When someone says, well, why don't you just stop eating? That's one of my teachers said, why don't you just stop eating? And I said, well, if I could just stop eating, I would. But I was using that food to protect myself. I could not just stop eating. I was not at choice. After you're through, when you no longer are depriving yourself, which is why I go through and get, say, people need to learn how to eat and not deprive themselves and not gain weight, then you can begin making choices of what makes me feel better, what makes my mind clearer, what makes me feel more alive. These are not about weight. You can exercise not because of weight, but because it makes you feel better, and you don't have to you don't have to go about it in the same way. You want to break the connections between weight and these things. But then, you know, advanced eating to me is when I can choose a food that will make me feel better. For instance, you know, ice cream. If I eat ice cream at night in the morning, I feel sluggish. Now, in the past, who cares? I couldn't stop myself from eating that pint of ice cream or even more uh-huh. if I wanted to. So sluggish or not, I ate it. But now I have more choices, and I can say, okay, well, God, there's certain kinds of, uh, they have these kind of health food. Uh, they have different things like rice stream or different things, and I can eat that, and it doesn't make me tired in the morning. I'm not doing a a commercial for that. <laughs> but, you know, there's all kinds of different choices where I can I can say, okay, well, I'm going to be on a radio show. I don't want to be sluggish. I don't want my mind to be foggy. So I, yes. I think tonight I'll have some rice stream, you know, or have some fruit or have something else, you know, just something else. There's degrees of sluggishness. There's degrees of you know, discomfort or good feelings. So you begin to get, it's like a whole world opens up once you stop depriving yourself. Uh, uh, When we're addicted to food or protecting with food and all and afraid of food, I don't believe we have that choice. You know, not for very long. People fool themselves and they go, okay, no, I'm really loving eating lettuce. 
you know, they eat uh-huh. lettuce and lettuce, and then all of a sudden if they look at another piece of lettuce, you know, but if they can eat lettuce and other things and, and they know that if they don't eat lettuce, it won't affect their bodies, if they do eat, you know, or bread and butter or this or that, they can then begin to say, what makes me feel better? So I just go about it from a place of first saying, I feel you need to empower your mind to make it so food does not make you gain weight. And that stops the fear of eating and the fear of food. Food was never our enemy. That's how I feel. Yes, that's a really good point. And I have to say there's a parallel to what you're presenting here, and it actually even represents the concept. So have you seen the movie uh, Yes Man with Jim Carrey? No. Okay, you have to run it now because it, it parallels this whole idea. So basically, I don't want to tell everybody the premise, but I'm going to bring it forth enough to make the point. <laughs> so basically, Jim Carrey is in a sluggish perspective, and he's not he's not making um, healthy choices for himself. He has this life experience that challenges him to to wake up, uh-huh. to be, come into awareness, and he comes into awareness and says yes to everything. Like you're saying to eat everything. Try it out. Eat everything and you won't get fat because you've got to get the belief. So he says yes to everything in life. And then somewhere in the movie someone goes, we need to teach you to say yes with some consideration of what serves you and what serves others and what matches your desires. (laughs) Bring that yes into balance. (laughs) Yes. Look at that. Yes, yes. That's it. Yes, so that's a really cool um, movie that people can grab what we're speaking about and then apply it to the principles of eating. That's right, because I can guarantee you, if you eat, uh, you know, if you eat cookie dough or you eat pizza, morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night, at some point you're going to say, "Give me a sandwich, give me a yeah. salad, give me anything." Just don't show me that food again. You know, we naturally want variety. And after we're not afraid of it, then we want health. I, I believe there is a natural pull to health. That's why when people are depressed, they, they go to therapy, they call a friend, they read a good book. We, we naturally want, we, we naturally move and want to feel healthier and happier. Otherwise, when we were depressed, we'd go, Oh, I finally arrived. Thank God I'm here. This is the state I've always been waiting for. But instead we immediately go to upgrade because within us is a is a spirit, the human spirit, the human healthy uh, desire. It's actually the way we were created was to move to health. That's why when we get a cut, that's why we have an elimination system. That's why when we scrape our knee, like when I was a child, I scraped my knee and it was bleeding. I said, oh, my God, it's bleeding. What's that? But then you begin to trust, oh, my body heals that. It forms a scab. The scab comes off. There's a, there's a rhyme and reason to all this. And it's to trust the body's healing mechanism that's always been there and always will be. Allowing the natural processes and believing in them with certainty. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're speaking with Patricia Bish, author of Freedom from Food, A Quantum Weight Loss Approach. She has a book and some great CDs. Her website is www.freedom.com 
from food.net. Again, that's www.freedomfromfood.net. Patricia is available for lecture presentations, workshops, media interviews, and personal consultations. And on her website, you can find some great features. There's a video on the book, some personal consultation information, some articles, testimonials, interviews, and more. So please check it out, www.freedomfromfood.net. Miracles occur through quantum possibilities that lead to divine and unexplainable transformation, which is the synergy of the physical and spiritual worlds to create a most divine and loving outcome, filled with infinite possibilities and choices. Consider your relationship with food and the possibilities that can lead you to a greater balance and wholeness in the mind, body, and spirit. Embrace the infinite choices available to you in your life today and begin to co-create with the limitless universe your very desired experience. And, of course, expect the miraculous. Next week on May 14th, Ruth Probst will offer her fun and interactive book, The Little Black Book for Blue People. And coming up on May 21st, we'll be speaking with Laura Hansen. And coming up on May 28th, we'll have Whitney Frey with her exciting book, The Artist Within, A Guide to Becoming Creatively Fit. And on June 4th, Barbara Hanklau will be back to talk about her latest multidimensional teachings. And coming up on June 11th, we'll be speaking with Stephen Asma, author of Buddha for Beginners from Columbia College. And on coming up on June 18th, we'll be speaking with Scott Bloom, the co-founder of the inspirational website Daily OM, and his inspirational novel, Waiting for Autumn. And on June 25th, Matt Zoe will be here making an appearance at The Rascal's Guide to Enlightenment, a fun, a lighthearted approach to spirituality. And on July 9th, Dr. Stephen Farmer will be back with his latest deck of oracle cards, Messages from Your Animal Spirit Guides. Coming up on July 16th, Sharon Jeffers will be offering her very fun book, Love and Destiny, Discover the Secret Language of Relationships. And on July 30th, Michael Tamura will be offering his latest inspirational teachings based upon his book and wisdom, You Are the Answer. And on August 13th, Dr. Denise Baudet will be here with her book, Dream Guider, Open the Door to Your Child's Dreams. And on August 27th, Dr. David Bertelli of Namaste Publishing will be here with his with his book, The Revolutionary Trauma Release Process, Transcend Your Toughest Times. And on September 10th, Peggy McCall will be making a reappearance with her latest book release, The One Thing. And on September 17th, Jeff Brown will be back with his re-release of his very powerful story of transformation in Soul Shaping, A Journey of Self-Creation. You can purchase all of the author's books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution. And you can find more exciting information about our inspirational guests under the upcoming guests on the homepage. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage and the Radio Archives 2007-2008 tab and more recently the Radio Archives 2009. And of course, all episodes of Evolution Revolution are available 
for free in the iTunes Store by searching Evolution Revolution Podcast. They are available 24 hours a day and include amazing talent such as Lee Gerds, Dr. Amit Goswami, Neil Donald Walsh, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Dr. Stephen Farmer, Dr. Daniel Condren, Peggy McCall, Robert Friedman, Michael Tamora, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings and teleclasses via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit my website at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com under the Services and Events page, which includes client testimonials and a wealth of information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please be sure to explore the new audio blog feature called Voices of Change that can be found at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com offering exciting new leaders, teachers, and authors to further expand the consciousness of humanity in a way that serves the higher good of all. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you are interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Evolution Revolution tab on the website. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Patricia Bish. Thank you so kindly for your time and expertise tonight, Patricia. Thank you. It was just a joy to be on the show. Thank you. And I want to let everybody know that Patricia and I send our love and our light and our healing to the people in Santa Barbara, California, who are experiencing some very, very detrimental wildfires at this time. We would like to co-create healing and transformation for that area geographically. Yes. May may there be a joyous rise of a new way of thinking that just spreads throughout blessings throughout Santa Barbara. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Patricia, for everything. Thank you. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary, independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish each of you an abundance of heavenly love, including peace, joy, and gratitude today and always. Abundant miracles. Good night.